Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today, we discuss season six, episode nine, everything put together falls apart. Okay. That sounds like I'm making Ikea furniture. Um, <laughs> written by Maggie Friedman, directed mm -hmm. by Kerr Smith, Amazing. Uh, AKA Jack McPhee. Yeah. Um, this originally aired on November 20th, 2002. Okay. The description from Wikipedia is quite long. So here we go. Um, famed movie star Max Winter arrives on the set of Wicked Dead to shoot his scenes. Todd is excited for the potential hype around the feature, and Natasha eagerly sequesters herself to rehearse with him. As shooting progresses, she lies to Max that she has no current romantic involvements with both Dawson and Todd over here. Dawson resolves to confront her about it, especially after catching her in a lie when she claims to have retired after shooting, but is actually seen by Dawson himself smooching Max outside her hotel room. They weren't smooching. They were hugging. Yeah, but I was like, did I <laughs> blink during that? No, <laughs> they are not smooching, but ends up taking Todd's advice and letting it lie. Meanwhile, Joey is trying to cram for Professor Hetson's final at Hell's Kitchen. Eddie offers her the use of his significantly quieter studio apartment. She falls asleep and Eddie gallantly beds down on the floor and wakes her up at the crack of dawn. Joey admits that she is trying to find a reason not to consummate the relationship and confesses she can't find one. The two spend a morning of carnal bliss. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's really funny. Only dot, dot, dot. Only to discover that it's now 11 in the morning and Joey is two hours late for her final. She appeals to Hudson for a second chance, but he denies her. However, things boil over when he visits Hell's Kitchen for a meal and taunts both her and Eddie, leading to the latter punching him. Eddie is fired, but Joey thanks him for his behavior. <laughs> Finally, Pacey invites Emma as his date to an office holiday party. He buys her a $300 little black dress, but is astonished when she modifies it to her punk fashion sense. Her typical garb involves a lot of safety pins. She and Rich butt heads almost immediately. In the bathroom, Emma learns that the entire party involves a contest in which Rich will decide whose date is most attractive and that employee will win $1,000. Emma leaves frustrated and disappointed and Pacey apologizes for not telling her the whole story, dot, 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 but not for inviting her as he legitimately believes her the most attractive woman he knows. The two begin to kiss, interrupted only by Jack, Christmas' only on-screen appearance in the episode, who plops on the sofa between them and turns on the television. Okay, that was way too much information on that description. <laughs> Oof, God, oh, good, guys. we're done. We don't have to talk about this <laughs> crappy episode. <laughs> I know. Okay, my history is mysteries. November 19th, 2002, Greek oil tanker MV Prestige splits in half off the coast of Galicia. Sorry, I don't know if that's pronounced right. After spilling an estimated 17.8 million gallons of oil in the worst environmental disaster in the history of the Iberian Peninsula. Oh, wow. Fun times. Okay. Oh, here's a biggie. Um, November 25th, 2002, U.S. President George W. Bush signed the Homeland Security Act into law, establishing the Department of Homeland Security in the largest U.S. government reorganization since the creation of the Department of Defense in 1947. <laughs> Just a reminder when people tell you that we can't get rid of ice, that that's how old it is. Yeah. Um, okay. 
November 28th, 2002, suicide bombers blow up an Israeli-owned hotel in Mombasa, Kenya, but their colleagues failed in their attempt to bring down an Arkia Israel Airlines charter flight with surface-to-air missiles. There was a big attack. Um, Yeah. Okay, number one movie is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Okay. Um, Maybe the worst of the Harry Potter films. Yeah. Uh, and books. <laughs> and bo- and not a great book either. Yep. Um, number one song is still Lose Yourself by Eminem. Wow. Um, I will say, just piggybacking off our episode from last week, that No Doubts Underneath It All is at number three this week. Oh, they got the Dawson's Creek bump. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> that was funny. Um, <laughs> debuting at number 62 is the Christina Aguilera absolute classic beautiful um, oh, wow. a banger a banger yeah and debuting at number 72 is Thug Lovin' by Ja Rule featuring Bobby Brown because uh, we're still not done with Ja Rule's brain <laughs> or Bobby Brown's <laughs> or Bobby Brown's apparently yeah all right, Aaron. So um, we're going to start at a disco. Um, and already a crime is being committed on this show because we're supposed to have the queer classic We Are Family by Sister Sledge playing. But no, mm. we have some generic shit disco song. Um, oh, I, I watched the original music. <laughs> oh, you watched it with the original music. I did not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Sister Sledge really makes it, I got to say. I mean, I'm kind of liking this film set thing because we do get to get some cooler shots and everything. Yeah, totally. Like, it's nice to see like a, a sea, sea of people in disco and sequins. But like, I kind of, on the other hand, wish that all that money they spent on extras was like towards like better storytelling and maybe like better like (laughs) featured recurring people like Uh I'm still like why is Rich and Emma here like right sorry (laughs) yeah totally no no shade to uh Dana Ashbrook who is lovely but uh, as a great actor but you know like whatever no shade to either of them their characters are just like we're done with this can we be done like yeah whatever (laughs) totally um and you know we figure out pretty quickly that we're on this movie set and we go to Todd who like calls cut and you know we get this whole thing like Dawson brings him a pastry because he quit smoking and you know Todd's all on edge and then we learn that Max Winter some huge movie star is coming to film and Todd's really nervous and that's like what's happening yeah so um Dawson like kind of is like annoyed that to like play the game you know um of like, oh, this superstar might like have a cameo in this movie, which would be like, they mentioned like the Drew Barrymore to scream and, <laughs> yeah. and just like how kind of sometimes those are going to be really important, especially for your like, I don't know what we're supposed to think of this feature that they're working on. Like, is it an indie film? Is it a like <laughs> big budget? Like, we don't really know it's what's going question. on, but yeah. like, okay, so whatever, like you kind of get it. And like, I don't know, because the whole episode, like Dawson's going to waffle through intense morality clause he has and like in this moment he like kind of is being like old Dawson where it's like no you gotta be integrity like you have to have integrity about your art you know like why do we gotta play this game with like this dumb you know cameo right because he's like you know Todd 
he gives Todd shit for being like so excited about this guy coming. And then Todd's like, you couldn't even speak when Spielberg like called and you had to transfer him. And it was, it's just like, you know, they're kind of giving each other shit. And like Dawson's like, well, you know, Spielberg's a cinema God and this guy's just a movie star. And I was like, okay. Um, all right, Dawson. It's bizarre. Like, I don't yeah. know. It's a weird, whatever. It's fine. Cause like, he's always been really like, or I guess not always in season five. Remember, he was like my favorite director, Soderbergh. And we're like, right. what? <laughs> okay. But, but also, like, even if you don't give a shit about movie stars, which I get, like, you have to play the game. Like, if you're going to be a director. No, that was kind of the interesting part. Like, on the one hand, you're supposed to think Dawson's like a young, immature guy who doesn't understand you have to play the game. Or is he being like Pacey, who's like, no, I want to play this game, but I want to still be me, you know? Yeah. And so we're going to like try to grapple with that this episode. However, like, you know, in the end, I feel like Dawson like loses all of his morals and it's like frustrating to watch just because <laughs> how much we seen him slut shame everyone. Totally, totally. And then, of course, this real douche nozzle does show up. He yeah, he seems to suck right from the beginning. Yeah. Um, this guy, Max Winter, he's played by Eddie Cahill, who is probably most known for CSI New York, which was filmed. Is it over? Is CSI New York over? No idea. But it was filmed at CBS Radford in Studio City. Just fun fact about CSI New York. Oh, OK. Um, Gary Sinise one. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. He was also in a few episodes of Friends. Like, I think he dated Rachel, but I, oh, I, it's, yeah. after, it's after That's season five. Him. So I don't really know him. Right. I think. Um, and then um, he was on Under the Dome on Hulu. So, you know, he's worked quite extensively. Yeah. He, yeah. he was like recognizable, but yeah. not like, oh, I know where he's from. But I was like, oh, yeah, yeah that guy. Okay. Whatever. Right. 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 Uh, oh, yeah. I recognize <laughs> his face kind of. Yeah, so um, Max Winter is like, oh, I've got to work around Spielberg's schedule. Um, so I'm so glad I get to do this cameo. And like Dawson is like secondhand starstruck. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's kind of funny and cute. Yeah, I know. Totally. And then like Max makes some comment about like getting to know Natasha, like, mm -hmm. you know, in that way. And like, it's gross. And none of these men say anything, including Dawson, who is like her boyfriend. Yeah. And also, like, we're supposed to think is this feminist, like, you know, yeah. like he is a self-identified one. But like, you know, like from the writing of the character, we're supposed to be like, oh, he Dawson, his best friend's a girl, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So it's like it's frustrating to see in this seat, this episode, particularly the side by side creepy boss mentor thing happening or like yeah. also all three of our main characters get the like creepy white dude mentor yeah. and how they respond to it is like, and Dawson is like the worst one. Totally. Totally. I agree. So then we go to hell's kitchen where Joey's studying at the bar and complaining about like the jukebox and, you know, Eddie's like chose the song and she's just like, she's stressed because she can't study anywhere. She can't study in the library because it's packed. She can't study in the dorms because like a bunch of people are like done with finals. And so they're partying mm -hmm. and Eddie's like, well, why don't you like go to my place? <laughs> like it's quiet. Like you can just, yeah. I, I have to work all night. So like, you know, um, I'm not even going to be there. Cause she kind of makes this like, oh, you just want me in your bed, you know? And he's like, I mean, go for it, but I won't be there. <laughs> Yeah, I want to give her props because she only like 
slightly snarks about sex, you know, yeah. and she immediately <laughs> takes this like real opportunity that's given to her, yeah. like kind of no questions asked. Like, yeah, she's so I was like, like good okay. for her. Like, this yeah. kind of feels like a growth moment for her, however I, small. Like, I give this to her. I agree. Yeah, totally, totally. And and you know, so she takes off, and then and then we go to Emma just in their apartment cleaning the toilet. Oh my God. What is this storytelling? I know. I know. Cause like Pacey walks in and asks her for a favor. And then she throws the toilet brush at him, which I was like, girl, someone's got to do something really bad to throw a toilet brush at them. I mean, he's not doing his chores and he also expects her to do them all because part of this exchange is like, Oh, Oh, do you want to go to this work party with me? Like, I'll buy you a dress. And she's like, I don't want to hang out with those creeps. And then he's like, he's like, okay, well, if I pay 25 bucks and she's like, fuck no. And he's like, okay, what if I do some chores? So he expects that she does those chores for free, but he can use those chores as like capital to negotiate. Yeah. Yeah. Not my favorite, not my favorite part of that. Um, also she makes some comment about like, she'd rather do literally anything that sit in his office while her coworkers like may or may not sexually assault her. And I was like, well, this seems great. (laughs) Everything about this seems not totally fucking awful. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of this like storyline with rich that like, I don't know why we have to keep redoing it we get it get it and also like bring other people into it for to be subject to his abuse like it's fine that Pacey is going on this journey and trying to decide what ways in which he wants to participate in the patriarchy in order to make money you know Mm. and like that's his journey but like the fact that he's like kind of trying to bring Emma in on this and like you know he doesn't reveal to her why he's bringing her in on this which is like so they're not like they're not like compatriots, you know? Right. He goes to say something and then she kind of like cuts him off and he doesn't finish whatever he's going to say. Yeah. So like, yeah, which we're going to learn later what that is. Um, so then Natasha's melting down in her trailer that she's gets to work with Max winner. She's like talking to Dawson and she's like, I can't fucking believe it. I'm so excited. And like Dawson's like really not thrilled about this. (laughs) Like, it's really interesting. I mean, because the whole, like, we've already established, like, his, he's acknowledged that jealousy is an issue for him. Mm-hmm. So, like, on the one hand, you can kind of see how he's like, okay, well, jealousy is an issue for me. So I'm going to try to handle it. But on the mm-hmm. other hand, like, it's super interesting to watch him kind of become totally silent and be yeah. like, okay, whatever. Because last week we saw him be like, say like saying like Natasha's my girlfriend like you know we like talked about it yeah I know and like you know she's kind of like I get to kiss this dude like holy shit and like then right as she's saying that and Dawson's like pinchy face we get Dawson's pinchy face like Max Mm -hmm. knocks on the door Mm-hmm. Um, also, I just must mention that Natasha's in a velour sweatsuit in case you've forgotten what year we're supposed <laughs> to be in. <laughs> 2002. Uh, that velour sweatsuit. I was like, woof, woof. We really just like people just really went out all out on that. Like that was just really a thing. <laughs> it was a mood. I maybe it's coming back. I don't know. Oh, y'all. <laughs> I mean, do you guys, but woof, woof, woof. Anyway, so she's like super Star Trek and like can't kind of can't talk. Like she's like, uh-huh, yeah, hey, oh, and like he wants to run lines, and then Dawson just like awkwardly hangs out. 
in this trailer. (laughs) It's so weird. I don't know. Like, I just like, I guess because like, there's no friends in this episode. Mm -hmm. We don't really like, you know, like, like what is his strategy? And like, you wish like he had a friend that he could call and be like, what do I do? You know, like, I guess we're supposed to get like a little bit of that, like, but more of an, a mentorship from Todd, but Todd's a fucking creep. So like, I don't, Todd sucks. So don't like that. So, you know, I mean, it's like, I feel for Dawson obviously, but on the other hand, like, I don't really think he really likes Natasha. I think he just likes fucking her. And I think like, that's what he needs to grapple with instead of, of like I'm trying to manage my jealousy by creepily hanging out while like yeah. the girl I like is flirting on someone else in front of me like I don't know it's like 100%. it's weird 100 because he like you know Max kind of looks at him at a certain point and is like do you mind like I I'm really I feel very vulnerable when I am rehearsing and so like <laughs> I need to be alone which is like such a such a line but love it. Dawson's like, oh, okay. so funny. <laughs> yeah all, it did make me laugh yeah um and then we go to this boutique where yeah. Casey is trying to pick out a dress for Emma and like basically Emma's like this shit all sucks yeah it's super weird because like <laughs> the agreement was to get a dress so it seems like Pacey took picked out a store to take her to not like Emma breaking out a store I don't know it's it's a weird exchange that's going on here um and Pacey's kind of like pressuring her like dude it's been an hour you haven't tried anything on and she's like I don't like any of these clothes and also like you know because Pacey's like I need it to be somewhat conservative like I Uh work in a you know like I work for this whatever I can't even what what does he do he sells stocks like this stockbroker firm you know like you can't just like wear whatever and then like she comes out finally in this like great dress like they they like try on clothes and she comes out in this like really great dress um i mean is it <laughs> like i the think most she looks great in dress. she looks fine but it's like the most boring dress i've ever seen like i don't I mean, know it's super bizarre to me that's fair <laughs> it is boring but she does look great in it so fine and he's like yes and then he like he never finishes this is where he never finishes his sentence about like you know yeah. well, this isn't just some office party like there's this other thing that's going to happen but like when she comes out he's like yes this one and then they don't finish the conversation so yeah but fun. you do have to point out that we get this moment of pacey like looking at her with like i want to fuck you eyes so we're <laughs> like oh great so now we're gonna pivot to like this pacey emma romance which is just, like <laughs> it's it's dumb like I don't know I like it's like they could just be friends like and roommates Agreed. like I don't know why we have to pivot to this um and she she kind of doesn't know about the dress and and she's also like and it costs three hundred dollars and he's like I don't care so like I guess I don't know at what point Pacey started having money right like it seems like he's made now he passed his series seven so he's making money now or something I can't tell like instantly making this kind of money I, I mean, I have no idea, but that's what the show seems to be implying. Yeah, it's like we missed a few beats here. <laughs> like, and again, why is Emma here? Like, you yeah. know, maybe we could have got those beats instead of like this Emma character. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Agreed. And then we go to Eddie's house. We Eddie comes home and Joey's asleep on the bed and he like he's sweet. He tucks her in. And like he slept on the floor. He watches her sleep. 
<laughs> he does watch. He her watches sleep. her sleep. <laughs> yes, and he's and then he sleeps on the floor, and yeah. he wakes her up at like six thirty and is like. I have coffee. Like, I just need to talk. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. No, please. I just need to talk about this because yeah. we're going to find out the hour that the exam was. And I'm, <laughs> it's a lot for me to uh-huh. Uh-huh. acknowledge this reckless behavior that's going on, <laughs> but like, okay. So it's November in Boston. Right. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, in the winter in the United States, like the further North you are like sunrise is like later in the day. Right. It's later. Yeah. It gets later. So it's probably not even in LA in November, the sunrise isn't six. It's like seven. It's yeah. It's between six 30 and seven. Yeah. So in Boston, it's probably like seven 30 or yeah. eight. Right. Right. And, and they have daylight spilling in. Yeah. Well, I mean, are you trying to get Dawson's Creek to like acknowledge literally anything I mean it's just like stressful that like she's like oh I I've got time before my test and when we find out it's 9 a.m I'm like what were you thinking like I don't want to blame you and I'm trying not to blame you because like like but like 9 a.m is very early like it for how far away from campus she is like I don't know particularly for college yeah yeah because he yeah so he like woke her up because he's like I didn't know when your test was and like I don't know what your morning routine is so like I didn't know if like you needed coffee time. for her. It's, so it's fucking sweet. cute. It's cute. Um, and she's like, I am fucking ready. I'm ready for this test. And mm-hmm. he like tells her he knew she could do it. And she, he calls her tiger. And then <sighs> she, she kisses him and he's like, well, what was that for? And she's like, well, if you call me tiger. I kind of liked it. And I like, look, I'm in love with this Joey, this Joey yes. that's cool and carefree and expressing her desires is a pleasure to watch. It's so much fun to watch her. Um, and like, she's like, she's so lovely in the scene. And he's like, did you snoop in my house? Like, I love it. It's so <laughs> funny. And she's like, no, of course not. And then he's like, come on. And then they kind of have this conversation that we don't understand because we live in LA about like ice skates <laughs> that like, and masculinity. And I'm just like, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. Cause she tripped over his ice skates and he's like, oh yeah, I play hockey. And then she's like, they're figure skates, which bitch were already beyond my comprehension. I don't, I just, <laughs> I mean, I do know that they're different, but I never would like pick up on that. <laughs> I wouldn't and- make like a comment on someone's personality on that. Yeah. And he's like, he's just like, I'm very graceful. Like it's, you know, whatever. And they just like, they flirt about it and make out a little bit and it's nice. And then she stops them for a second. And yeah, and I kind of liked this part too, to be honest, where oh, she's you like, did. like, I think that she's very neurotic, but I felt like this was like a growth moment for her to be like, look, I usually do this thing where I like elevate <laughs> what I'm doing with a person to be like soulmates. And I just like, I don't know if I want to do that, but I also am she's like checking in of like, I don't want this to be a one-time thing, but I also like, I feel weird about this. Yeah. I guess like, I'm fine with what she says. I'm, I guess I'm more, my critique was more at the show, which Mm -hmm. is just like, let Joey Potter fuck someone. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, 
I mean, I definitely agree with you on that. And we've had a lot of comments on whether or not she fucked Charlie. Like people are like, wow, I never, I always thought she fucked him. And I'm like, I honestly I don't, think she did. don't even think he touched her tits to be real. Like, you know, <laughs> like what, like, I just don't buy it, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And so like, there is like these degrees to which, yeah, she's allowed to be slutty and, you know, or whatever she wants to be. Um, like, I agree that the show just won't let her, but we, like the, when you scope it out, like we haven't even really, we've seen more dates with Dawson and Natasha than Dawson and Jen, you know, yeah. we've like barely seen any sex scenes on the whole of the show, but they've kind of all been with Joey. Right. Yes. A lot of them have been, you're right. Yeah. Because yeah. we only see like a little bit of kissing with Dawson and Jen, you know, they like they like when they go for it there's like a shirt pulled off i feel like or something mm, okay and then like and then he when he has sex with um what's her name um the film critic meredith salinger yeah amy lloyd yeah she he like it's like we see the aftermath yeah, no, like, exactly. I feel like for the most part, it's like yeah. aftermath. It's like kissing and then aftermath. This right. one that we're going to get is like a full on sex scene, you know, much similar to I mean, her and Dawson, uh, her and Casey, much as the, you know, as much as the WB could give us a sex scene. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, And like, yeah. And and Eddie says like, oh, well, we can take it slow. Like, I don't ex- I'm not like expecting anything <laughs> like, you know, and Joey <laughs> I mean, this line, I was like, this is just like the key to my heart. She's like, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I was like, thank God. And yeah, and it's she- like sweet on the both sides. Like, I, I think agree that he says that he's like, look, I slept on the floor. Like, I'm not expecting anything, but also that she's just like outright of like, no, like, I definitely want to fuck you, but I want you to know I'm very neurotic and I'm in my own head right now. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. Cause she says like, when I woke up this morning, I reached my arm across the bed and I like, wish you weren't wished you weren't on the floor. Mm-hmm. And like, then I was thinking of reason not to break this tradition. And I couldn't think of one. And then she like, is like, please kiss me. So I don't die of embarrassment right now, which is like kind of cute. Um, (laughs) and they start making out it's very dramatic. And then they do a hand thing that rivals the hand thing in crossroads that I laughed at. It's so like, (laughs) this sex scene is so dumb. Like, and again, because we don't really get that many sex scenes and they're all with Joey. Like, I don't know. I was just like. I'm sorry, but like her and Pacey are just so hot that like, yeah. <laughs> why, why do we get this like hand? T- Cause we get a hand touch scene in like, you know, um, when she loses her virginity to Pacey and it's just yeah. like, I'm, I just, there's like a drum beat music happening. Like I swear like an African drum gets hit. Like, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> it's too much. It's a lot. And I was like that hand movement, like we were just really doing that in the early aughts on like all <laughs> sex scenes. I don't know why. Well, I mean, this show is only about hand holding, you know, so they kind of like, <laughs> you know, True. still keep that going, which is fine. But I mean, at least this was hotter than her and Dawson. A hundred percent. Yeah, it was. It was. And then we cut to like after and they're <laughs> snuggling 
And like, and she's got like a full on long sleeve thermal on like his thermal seemingly. Yeah. But he's not wearing a shirt. I don't know. It's just like a weird, like, I know more of like the prude of, of the show, you know, it's like, there's this part of me that like tries not to get mad at that shit. Cause I know like on network TV, they they're so fucking weird about I know, but she's wearing a tank top in, you know, Winter's Tale. No, I know. I know. I hear you. Uh, But so like they, but she does look real cute in that shirt. I mean, I get Uh you, but she looks cute in it. And they're like, Eddie asked if it would be corny if he told her how beautifully she looks. And she's like, yeah, because I'm never going to call you again. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, oh, that's like such a shame. Let me just like make you some French toast. And my note here was just like, oh, this is why we liked Eddie. No, I agree. (laughs) I agree. Like, you're like, it's cute. Like, you know, (laughs) shit is so cute. Yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. Right. This is very, and also we get to watch her, you know, until this point, her like have sex and like it being fine, you know, it's going to all explode in a little bit, but like, okay. And he's yeah. like, well, what, what time is your exam? <laughs> okay, Aaron, rip it apart. My friend. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I just like, I'm sorry. She says 9. AM. Like, I just like, I just don't understand what's going on here. Like if I'm not a morning person, we know that, but at the yeah. same time, like 9. AM is early for like everyone in college. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we've, we know that Eddie lives like pretty far from campus. So like, she has <laughs> he to seems to live there. closer now than he did, but yeah. yes, but I well, hear by you. public trans <laughs> transportation. Okay. It was far, but he has a car. I oh, thought the okay. same thing. Yeah. But like, he's still like 30 minutes away. So like, I don't know. I'm kind of like, I'm not trying to blame her, but at the same time, I'm like, what is going on? You woke up at like 8 AM and you fuck someone. And then you're like, I'm sorry. Like, I can't. I mean, to be fair, 630, but I hear you. He woke up at 630. Oh, they say that? It's it's on the clock. You see the clock. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's um, still not still, enough time. I'm sorry. Like, I agree. I, just, I agree. I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. And it also, like, we're going to get into it later in the listener corner, but like for the character of Joey, it doesn't make any sense. It does not. No, I agree with you. I remember I was thinking that while I was watching it of like, wait she's just gonna have sex with him like when she has an exam coming up like absolutely that makes no sense yeah have like sex with him tonight after you've done the, the exam. yeah the way i remember this episode is they like fuck in the night yeah and then they don't wake up you know and then they, yeah and, exactly someone like, they forgets had to a set late, an alarm yeah, yeah like and that kind of makes more sense because she's like staying at someone else's house and right. like you know whatever right. but like not like this is like very stressful behavior <laughs> for me um and like just like not in joey's character either um and well, she starts freaking out because well, they find has- out Wait, before she figures okay. it out, they have this moment where he, where they're, they're like, oh, what time is it? And nobody looks immediately, <laughs> which seems way out of character. And yes. like, and like Joey's like, well, it can't be too much later than like when you woke me up. And Eddie's like, oh, are you like implying that that wasn't long enough? <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 nothing like that. And then she does kiss his forehead and like, look, I'm soft for that move like that. I love it so much, but right. like. Like, just give me more of these people, like having a good time and enjoying each other. Like, that's all I fucking want. (laughs) I know. And and then, of course, finally, they check the clock and it's 11 a.m., which also how (laughs) long did you have sex for? My God. I mean, good for you. I was 19 once, too. But wow. But then they like guests slept afterwards. Like everything about (laughs) this is very like 
unbelievable like yeah, she's honestly. like i fell asleep and i was like but you weren't asleep <laughs> and so and so like you know she starts freaking out and like yeah, i just need to get out of my head about the 9 a.m part because i was like well i mean like this is kind of irresponsible because I understand how she feels like, obviously she's breaking out and she's like yelling at him. And it's like, you know, it's like you also outright consented to fucking him, Joey. So like there's two people here, right? It's not his fault. Like I get it. Mm -hmm. She's freaking out. I get it too. Yeah. But like, my thing is like, God forbid Joey have sex with someone. And then there isn't an immediate like fucking disaster. You know what I I mean? I (laughs) know it's like, you know, they waited a full episode with, you know, Pacey and Dawson. This one, we don't even get a full like three minutes. I know we get a commercial break. <laughs> and and he was like, I'm sorry, I let you sleep. I like like to spoon. And she's like, well, we could have done it later. Like, you know, she's just like so like she, I, I will say she's less mean than earlier iterations of Joey. I feel mm-hmm. like would be like she's just like freaking out and she's not like she's not like. She's not making personal attacks on Eddie's character. She still is like lashing out. And like, again, I totally understand that. But like, I'm so in my head about this 9 a.m. thing that I'm like, I don't know. Like you also, like he admitted he had literally no idea when your test was. So like, (laughs) I don't know. Totally. So Eddie drives her and she like bolts out of the car without saying goodbye. And his and car is in. a little too much like the Witter Wagoneer it, for me. And it, I'm like, is it the Witter Wagoneer just like painted over the sides? Or like, something? I'm just like, I fucking <laughs> hope not. They wouldn't ruin an antique car like Ugh, that. Jeez. I know. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a, there are like these moments where I'm just like, couldn't we get a little bit less Pacey in Eddie? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I mm-hmm. love Pacey, but I just don't want to have to compare. Eddie to Pacey because we know who's going to win in my mind. Yeah, totally. And like she sits down in her test, she comes in and sits down and she has 30 minutes left to do this three hour test. So that's bad. Dude, that's so bad. bad. Yeah. And then here we go. We go to the holiday party. Don't care. I mean, yeah, just like Rich comes up to Pacey with this blonde lady and like. And guess what? Rich is a creep and a misogynist. Like, I just yeah. like it's a one dimensional character. And it's like this storyline is like a one note. It's like, I don't know what's going right. on. Well, it's just like, OK, if you're going to make me watch him do this over and over again, make it different every time. Because like she comes like Emma comes in and she's like ripped up the dress and put safety pins on it and looks all punk rock it's and like so hilarious. It looks like it's from Hot Topic. She's got like it does. I, just like I just don't know why they were like, let's get this girl, make her have a fake British accent and make her be fake punk. Like, I just yeah. I don't know what's going on. I know. And like Pacey's like, oh, can we talk? And he's like, <laughs> then like, what did you do to this dress? Like, it's a $300 dress. And Emma's like, okay, like, I don't really care. <laughs> like, bye. Yeah, I know. And, and like, at this, like, you know, because I know how the episode goes, I'm like, I don't understand why Pacey didn't tell her what the deal was. And they were I like, know. let's split this. I agree. I agree. Um, so we're supposed to then get this song, Get Down Tonight by Casey and the Sunshine Band, as we go back to this movie. Uh huh. Um, and like, I'm just going to say it. This movie seems terrible. I know it's so funny. And it like any movie Dawson's involved in, I would give anything to see it. Anything. Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. God. Which yeah. one do you think is better? This one or Creek Days? 
or monsters from the deep or whatever it was yeah i feel like monsters from the deep has some like gritty edge to it yeah (laughs) i feel like that one's probably the best of them (laughs) i think creek days is probably the worst i mean to be really honest i I couldn't agree with you more and i want to see it so bad like so bad somebody call rachel lee cook we're doing it (laughs) yeah (laughs) so like you know they like and max and natasha kiss in this scene and like they whatever we see them dance and then caught todd like yells cut and like says how great their chemistry is and dawson looks like very unhappy (laughs) and and he like he still has the headphones on and he overhears natasha and max like talking and natasha tells max she doesn't have a boyfriend yeah and And then which like fine maybe they didn't talk about it but then like max outright asked like well what about that guy in your trailer and then like (laughs) she's like oh him he's a pa and you're like <laughs> she's like god like, no i feel for dawson obviously yeah, but yeah, then sure. i also don't because i'm like you don't even like her like i don't also, know you, you fucked joey while you were like well she was theoretically your girlfriend so like yeah like you've told us like she meant nothing to you and like now we're trying to like you know retcon that that like she's something special which fine we can change our opinions but at the same time like I don't know if Natasha, I don't know. It's just like yeah. a whole situation where you're like, I feel for Dawson, but I also <laughs> don't care. Totally. Totally. And like, then, so then we, you know, basically like Todd gets him off the headset so he can't hear anymore. Yeah. Um, and like, and I guess like, are we supposed to think Todd's a good guy for doing that? I don't know. Like, I guess we're supposed to think he like has yeah, I he's don't like know why they're like, isn't Dawson? Todd complicated? He's looking out for Dawson. And I'm like, he's still a piece of shit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. And just because that actor is charming, like, doesn't mean that mm-hmm. Todd isn't a piece of shit. Like, I get it. He has some, a charm about him. You know, yeah. he's an actor on television, so I would hope so. But totally. So then Joey goes to Professor Hetson's house and he's like, oh, God, like, I know about the situation. You <laughs> left me a million messages. Like... I don't know what you want me to do. All right. So Joey goes to Professor Hetson's house and he's like, oh my God, I know about this situation. Like you left me a million messages and she's like trying to argue her case. Yeah. And she tries, she tries to tell him what, ha- what happened without being like, excuse me, I was having sex. <laughs> then she kind of was like, and I wasn't even at my own dot, dot, dot. And like, I don't know. It's like, it's that part, like. <laughs> The fact that it's that's supposed to imply that she fucked someone is like also like a weird thing too. I don't know. It's it's a weird interaction that they have. I agree. I agree. It's a very weird interaction that they have. And then like, and she just was like, "Please, please, let me have a retest." And he's like, "No." Right. Like, and I mean, to be fair, like, I think he's doing fine. I think that's exactly the. <laughs> Like what he should say. Like, I agree with you at that point. He should say like, he definitely doubles down and becomes an asshole. Yeah. But to this point, you're kind of like, like, I don't know. It's kind of like, he's right. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. You missed the test. And he's like, you know, I have to apply the same standards to all my students. And I was like, you don't, but you, Back could, up. you could make accommodation. Okay. And also like, I'm not trying to act like he fucking does. Remember when he just reamed Joey and was totally nice to Eddie, like the first yeah. time we met Hedson. Yeah. So we actually know that that's not true. Right. And like, you know, like, and I don't expect Joey to say this, but on the other hand, you kind of wish that she was like, oh, you mean the way in which you treated me like shit the whole season right. and or the whole, you know, se- uh, what is it called? Semester. semester yeah. And like, yeah. And like, 
and you know weren't were pretty nice to like you know smarmy dudes that like the shit you like you know or whatever so like i don't know i'm like like i agree that like you know he's in his right to be like dude you were late yeah i'm not gonna give you an accommodation but on the other hand the fact that he's like falling back on i gotta treat everyone the same when like we've seen him exclusively pick out joey and be a fucking piece of shit to her so like well and not you know not only that but like not only that but you can make accommodations like before a test it's just that like she missed this test entirely sure. Sure. you know so and you know joey's bummed mm-hmm. you know joey's bummed which i get and she sits on the front steps and cries um and is wearing the largest scarf ever which i also get yeah totally. like i get her being so upset yeah. like i un- like i feel her and i feel her frustration and you know yeah. i also you know it's fucking this guy sucks that's why she like you know like i'm not trying to blame her but that's why she should have dropped this class you know <laughs> agreed agreed um and we go back to the movie and like natasha and max are doing this dumb scene where he dies and it's bad um mm-hmm. and like it's a wrap on max and he like leaves Mm-hmm. And Natasha comes up to Dawson and is like, oh, what did you think? Like, yeah, she wants to like talk about her performance and like, you know, flirt with Dawson. Yeah. And Dawson is like just stone cold dead face. <laughs> and like, you know, I respect that about him on the one yeah. hand where he's like, I'm not going to get black eyes and, you know, yell at you yeah. on this set. Like, yeah. I do like that growth for him, but also like, I, I don't know, like, what are we supposed to think about Dawson in this moment? I don't know because like, he just is like, yeah, you were great. You're always great. Like you're a great actor. And like, you know, she's like, oh my God, Max is so amazing. Like, she's just kind of like fawning over him. And Dawson's like, yeah, he, yeah, he is like, you know, just like not, he's just like not engaging at all. And like, I just don't know where we're supposed to see either of them. Right. Like, cause Natasha's like, oh, I know we had plans, but like Max has asked me to have a drink. And like, if you want to come, you can. And Dawson's like, oh no, like Todd needs me. I can't. And she's just like, okay, like I'll come by when I get back. But it's like, so are we supposed to think that they're like non-exclusive, which is fine, but like, then mm-hmm. stop calling each other your girlfriend and boyfriend. And then yeah. like, you know, it's just weird. Cause it's like, and then like, stop trying to sell us on this being like a romance. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I don't know that. I, I mean, obviously we complain about that, but it's like one of the problems of the show. It's that like, they just can't fuck someone for a little bit and then move on, you right. know? No, totally. Like, I mean, I guess they kind of do that with Dawson and Jennifer Morrison, you know, which like we Pacey. Kinda, or sorry, Pacey. Yeah. And we kind of liked that for him, you know, yeah. um, where it was like we there was a couple of mentions of the fact that they like were having sex with each other and liked and each they other, liked each other. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so from here, we go back to the party where Pacey is pulling up. Oh, she mentioned she's going to come over after the yeah, drink. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Pacey's like pulling a big um, Tom Hanks and big and eating mini corn on the cobs, but like they're real corn mm-hmm. on the cobs, but like yeah. he's doing it on purpose for comedy, obviously. Yeah. Pacey, the original like hipster. Impress Emma. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and Rich comes up and is just like a low key asshole um, about Emma's dress. Maybe not even low key. <laughs> And well, he's definitely not Loki because Emma instantly picks up on yeah. it. And like, we're going to get some stupid ass, like, Britishisms or whatever. Yeah, she asks, like, are you taking a piss at me? (laughs) If he's taking the piss. And so for American people who don't know, that's just like 
British for giving like giving her shit. British yeah. people say taking the piss. So and she's like tells Rich off and basically tells him he has a small peen. Um, and then like, and then, Which, like I, I appreciate it like I'm like you know I, I we're getting these stories retold and it's constantly just like there's a moment where Rich gets yelled at and like it's on the one hand good but on the other hand like I don't, I don't care get Rich off my screen <laughs> yeah. we've already had this yeah totally and like he t- he says she's practically a member of Fagan's gang from Oliver Twist and I was like okay um <laughs> and then like she calls him condescending and that he's a dick. And she's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. As she said, Lou, before like I say something <sighs> that like Pacey regrets. <laughs> and, like uh-huh. Pacey's uncomfortable, but like maybe kind of likes this, you know, that she yeah, like, because Rich, Rich like, pivots to like picking on Pacey. Yeah. And that's when Emma's like, I'm going to leave, you know, and we just see the real toxicity of this workplace. And like in this moment, I'm like, like, I get it. I know why they're probably not there, but like, where the fuck's Audrey or Jen right. or Jack, you know, yeah. like, I just like, it's like, I don't mind Emma. I just don't know the point of her, you know? No, I totally, I definitely know. She seems to not have a point. Um, Yeah. And so when I, like, it's exciting that she yells at Rick, but we've are rich. We've, but we've already seen this. Yeah. Nothing new is added to this story. Like, oh, Rich is still an asshole. Okay. You know, totally. I mean, it's, you know. I mean, it's kind of fun to like watch her lay into him, but who cares? And mm-hmm. so yeah. then we go back to to Hell's Kitchen where Joey like walks in and she's like fucking bummed and yeah. she has to work and Eddie like hands her an apron and he's like, you know, I think it's going to be okay. Like he's trying to be super yeah. upbeat. He's like, talk to Hudson, reason with him. He'll mm-hmm. totally understand. And she's like, yeah, I did that. And he doesn't give a shit. And she's like, I'm going to lose my scholarship. Mm-hmm. Like this is over. Oof. And then Eddie and he's trying <laughs> to cheer her up, you know, yeah. and he's like, look, I think I think it's going to be OK. It's going to be fine. Yeah. And she starts like spinning and like yelling at him and lashing out at him, he, which I get. He calls her melodramatic, which I was uh-huh. like, Oof, boy, that was that's don't don't say that. Does he say it now? Yeah, he says, you're. He, I think you're being melodramatic. Okay. And uh-huh. I was like, Ooh, not the right thing to say, my dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, dude, I'm going to get kicked out of college. Like you think I'm being melodramatic? Like, and then he, yeah. he doesn't know when to stop. Cause he's like, well, wait, you just left from like losing a scholarship to dropping out of college. And that like, I think rightly sets Joey off. Mm. Um, cause he, he like argues that she takes everything too I seriously. Mean, I, like, I think he's right. Like she's lashing out. At, I mean, it's like a complicated thing. I think they're both right. They're both like lashing out yeah. at each other yeah. and they both like have valid points, you know, like I, I think she's like, he, like you said, you instantly jump to you, like not having college. And I understand the position she's in, but at the same time, like this is part of her journey of like dismissing other college opportunities, right. you know, um, like just because she's not going to Worthington doesn't mean she can't go to college, you know, totally. And like, I understand how she feels. I'm not, but like, you know, there's also another way that Eddie feels, you know, and he's trying to point that out or also like, well, maybe you can like, we can figure something out or something like that. I mean, honestly, I'm like, report this guy's at like report <laughs> Hudson for his behavior. Of yeah. you. Like he's like treated you horrifically the whole class. And then, you know, and you could at least try to like plead your case. Totally. Totally. And like, you know, but she's, she, she, kind of says to Eddie that like this, like Worthington is the ride out of a place she didn't want to be. 
And she's like, look, I don't know what your dreams are. So I don't know how to. Which is so interesting because she sees her two best friends, not in college. I mean, they're dudes. So like, it's a little bit different and they're kind of like on their journey. And then she sees her other best friend, Audrey in Worthington, totally depressed and spinning out of control. And like, again, I understand what she's saying, but at the same time, like that's, I, I also see Eddie's point of view too. Yeah. 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 I see it. But like, you know, she, she says to him, like, I don't know what your dreams are. So I don't know how to like put this into like terms that you would understand. And she, and then she's like, you know, I don't, I, in fact, I don't really think Which I know. Which is hard because that's been my problem with her last episode. It's like, well, that's part of building a relationship is getting to know those things. And I know that they're new and fresh and everything, right. but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so interesting. She's like, well, I don't know anything about you. And it's like, well, I don't know. That's kind of on you a little bit. Uh, no, like, no, 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 totally, totally. But she's like, saying like how little she knows him, you know, and she's like, Uh you know, I should have stuck to my original pattern, which is so stupid. Cause he's like, oh yeah, that was like working great for you. Yeah. Um, You know, like I could see, I can see her saying, I, I don't know you. And like, yeah, like, of course you're saying that like, fuck off, you know, but then when she's like, what I should have done is pined (laughs) over you for six years and then fucked you once and then had it blow up in my face. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and you know she's she's like everything new I try backfires and I was like okay that doesn't seem right but okay and he's he says well I guess this is growing up to quote blink 182 and yeah. he's right because he's like you know yeah and also like when when she's like I don't know anything about you and he's like well you're really good at like making assumptions you know yeah. um and like so is he like fuck off Eddie right. like you know you've made a lot of assumptions about her you know yeah. I mean they're just like obviously like in a very stressful situation and very young and lashing out at each other yeah. and these are the fights that I feel personally are good to watch because <laughs> like I see both of their points of view and like I've, you know? I've had the I mean we've all had these fights like at, yeah, at age 19 like, in, like <laughs> yeah yeah she's like in this position where she like like like, I understand what's happening. She's in this position that she put herself in, but she doesn't admit that to herself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, that's hard for Joey to be like, I it was my fault. Up, you Fuck, know, I shouldn't. Have and like, yeah. you know, and so, and like, we don't see her do that like uh, ever really. And like, you know, that's part of the larger problem of like what happens to college Joey, where she can do no wrong. It's like yeah. in this moment, like it's such a micro fuck up, but like such a real one that you would totally feel. And like, they're kind of letting her have it, but without her getting like, you know, like eventually I think at the end she kind of gets to it, like, uh, you know, but like without her understanding that like, it's her life, like what she wants to do, the choices she makes, they're hers. And like the consequences are hers as well. And consequences aren't bad always, you know, they're yeah. also good ones too. So like, you know, that's, you know, that's, this is growing up, you know, <laughs> I do, I do. Well, and also just like her, I think what's interesting is like, instead of allowing her to be like, you know, I'm mad, I'm mad, I'm mad. And then be like, no, it was my fault. Like, fuck. Like Mm -hmm. we don't totally get that. I mean, like you said, we get a little Mm -hmm. bit of it later, but like, you know, my thing is like, let like, this is the closest we see to like Joey Potter sort of quote unquote, making a mistake, you know? And it's like, just let it happen. Like, I know God, but you know, he kind of softens to her and he like apologizes that she missed her test. And he's like, but you know, like what happened last night, like, or, and I was like, it was this morning, but I'm glad the show is keeping track of that. Um, and he's like, I know. he's like, I don't want what happened last night again, this morning to be a mistake to you, you know, like, and he's, and she doesn't really say anything, but he, and he's like, oh, I guess it was. And he's like, oh, oh super sad, which like actually made me feel for him. Like, 
Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. No. And I think that's such a sweet thing that he's saying of like, I don't, I think you're saying the fact that we had sex is why you, this you're in this position. And I don't want you to think that, you know, Yeah, I'm glad like someone's saying it, yeah. geez, you know? And he also says to her, like, usually like people can learn from their mistakes and like, you know, it's just like, I'm looking at you Dawson, right. I'm looking at you, like, yeah, <laughs> you know? So it's such a good fight. I think I know? agree. Yeah. And then we go to Pacey's work party bathroom and mm. two girls are talking about how they look and then they start shit talking Emma and Emma's yeah, in the stall. Outfit. Yeah. Listening. And they're like, and she, can you believe I heard she like told Rich off yeah. and then Emma pops out and is like, why the fuck wouldn't I? Yeah. And they're like, well, because you don't, you want to win. Right. So we find out here and, uh, that this is a reverse reversal of the River Phoenix Lily Taylor movie dog fight. Um, uh-huh. it's it's the opposite. In that movie, he's supposed to bring the ugliest girl to the party. And in this mm-hmm. movie, in this show, Pacey's supposed to bring the prettiest girl to the party. Um yeah. And I mean, I will say I love the it. hottest date gets a thousand dollars. Gets a thousand dollars. And just if you haven't seen yeah. it, Dogfight, I it's I really love that movie when I was growing up. It was like one of those ones that I caught on like mm-hmm. TNT randomly and then was like, what is that? Yeah. Did I hallucinate yeah, that yeah, movie? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then found it like years later. <laughs> totally. um, I'm guessing it doesn't hold up all that well, uh-huh. but but River Phoenix and Lily Taylor can't go wrong. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah. I own it on DVD if you ever need to borrow it. Um, so <laughs> Rich comes up to Pacey and Pacey is stands up for Emma is like, that was really unnecessary, dude. Yeah. I know that's what I mean. It's like seeing these side-by-side stories yeah. of like the shitty boss with Pacey and Dawson and like seeing Pacey like grapple with like, trying to stay true to his morals and what he believes yeah. is like, I feel like it's a compelling journey. Like, again, <laughs> I think rich is fucking boring. It's the same, like of the journey of Jack in the frat house yeah. where it's like, it lasts a little too long and there's boring elements of it, yeah. but like, you know, whatever. Okay. Um, but like to see the side by side work Dawson is like, totally like, I don't even recognize him at this point. I know. And, and Pacey on the other hand is like, look, like Emma's amazing. You're an asshole. Like this whole party is mm-hmm. a waste of time. And rich kind of threatens Pacey. And he's like, you know, I'm your boss. I'm not your fucking yeah, friend with his job. Yeah. Like I'll fire you. I know. So then we see this like complicatedness of the the power dynamic right. that Rich has, while Pacey is still tra- struggling to maintain, you know, his his moral compass. Yeah. While like we saw Dawson quitting, and then Todd not letting him quit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so, like there isn't that same kind of like power struggle in the Todd situation. I don't know. It's so fascinating to me. I agree. And like we go from Pacey and Rich to Dawson and Todd who are going through the shot list and like Todd's like, oh, what are you Natasha doing tonight? And Dawson's like, well, nothing. She went out with Max and he's like, I don't know what I'm like supposed to do. She lied about our relationship and like I had a chance to say something to her and I didn't. And now she's out with Max and he like, Dawson's kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing. And he's like, this isn't me. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of like, this isn't me. And I'm kind of like, I don't know. Like I'm trying to recount in my mind and like, you know, kind of seems like interesting. (laughs) Like he, 
he over like he found out about Pacey and Joey in the longest day. And then he like proceeded to make Joey sit through that, like insanely uncomfortable moment in their in his room, uh-huh. you know, With the without, last like, picture show. Her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Without telling her. So yeah. I'm like, is it in his character to t- tell someone? Yeah, I don't know. Totally. And then like, you know, Todd, who's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, like, like what is going on? And like Dawson's like kind of lapping it up. Right, because Todd's like, well, you know, you're like doing what was smart. If you like confront her, you don't get to fuck her anymore. So just go with it. And then like proceeds to give this awful speech where he's like, you know, you may be the love of Natasha's life, but you don't affect her next movie offer, plain and simple. And I was like, on what planet? On what planet is any of this true? I know the love of your life part. Like, get out of here. I mean, yeah, like it's so fascinating because I'm like, Todd is is like just as big of a piece of shit as Rich, you know? And like if not watching Dawson watching watching Dawson like kind of like go to advice, like look up to him, go for advice in this way and like kind of like lap it up and like also not like say like, you know, like, like Todd's essentially saying like, oh, you just want to fuck her. Right. You know? And Dawson, like, you know, previously (laughs) has said like, he has feelings for Natasha, which I don't really believe, but like, I mean, I think he has like, you know, I think he has like sex feelings for Natasha. Yeah. I mean, he kind of talks about it in this scene, but like, he doesn't even say that in this moment of like, no, like I, but I want something more from her, you know? Right. No, that's <laughs> like, not what know. he he's says. Even letting, he's even letting Todd divine like what relationship he wants, you know? It's so fascinating. Right, because he tells Todd, like, I look at her and all I can think of is sex. And Todd's like, see, and women know that. And that's how they walk all over us. And I was like, get fucked. Get absolutely fucked. And then Dawson's like, I thought you walk all over women. And I'm like, so why are you looking up to this asshole? Right. And then Dawson says, I'm going to be direct with her because I've always been honest with people. And I was like, excuse me. I know. I was like grappling with that. I was like, is that true? I mean, like he has at times been more honest than like, say, Joey, I think. But at the same time, I'm like, would I describe that as Dawson's character? I don't I don't know. No, <laughs> I'm going to say, I yeah. say no to that. You can be on the fence, but I'm not on yeah. the fence. <laughs> I think no. <laughs> and then we go to Hell's Kitchen and Joey has to serve Hetson because of fucking course she does. I'm like, don't you have the right to refuse service? Like, like I mean, like, I don't understand what Hell's Kitchen is because it's a <laughs> bar that serves underage people, uh-huh. but then doesn't let the bartender punch an asshole in the face. Right. Like that, do- that doesn't make sense to me. And maybe that's just like my California speaking, but like that doesn't make sense to me. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Because <laughs> she like takes his order and then like is like how can you just sit there and pretend like nothing happened? Like when, what are you doing? Are you like here trying to fucking torture me? And he's like, I just wanted a burger and a beer. And like, she blames him for her life crashing down around her, which like, he says like, I don't think the blame should be on me, which I like do agree with. Like I do. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. But I also think that like, she should report him for pestering her at work. Like, you know totally. what I mean? Like, I think he's an asshole, like, but like, she, he's also right in that moment. Like she did. Yeah. Do well, the thing is like, exactly. Like 
the part that she's mad about is her own fault. Right. Like she overslept through this very important test. Right. Like, and I'm sorry that happened. And I understand how she feels. And it's really fucked up. And like, I understand, but it's still her fault. However, she still has a case against him. Like he's at her work, pestering her, like taunting her. It, the, he doesn't have carte blanche to be an asshole to her outside of the school classroom. I don't even think he gets to behave like that towards her. So like, to me, I'm like, go to the office of the school and report this guy and like pursue every option to pass this class. You know what I mean? Like you went to him first. He was like, no, this is my boundary. And then now prove like, well, actually he doesn't treat everyone the same he shows up at my work and pesters me yeah and like eddie then comes out to try to fix this i guess and yeah he and is like look i made her late it was my fault and hitson's like i don't care like i honestly don't care it's like kick this guy out like i don't know it's very frustrating right because then hitson like like eddie's like come on dude like can't you just like be a little bit human and Hudson then is a huge asshole. And he's like, like, what's the future between you two? Which I'm like, why do you even, how, like, what? You don't even know, Joey, like what is going on? Like he like then doubles down and like digs in and Eddie, and then Eddie goes to walk away and Hudson follows him to continue this pestering. Like what, can't we kick people out of like a private establishment of a restaurant? Like, oh my God, this is like colonialist white guy shit. I'm allowed to be anywhere. No, you're not. Get out of here. Well, And like, and like, there's this thing there's, I I don't know. There's a lot going on because like Hudson sort of says that Joey has the life that Eddie tried to fake for himself. And like, there's this weird thing Mm -hmm. that happens where I can't tell if Joey can hear what's happening because she's kind of far away Mm -hmm. and like looking at them, but she can, I can't if she just knows that something bad is happening or if she can actually hear what he's saying mm-hmm. to Eddie and like you know he's Hudson then like accuses Eddie of like keeping Joey in his apartment like um to make Joey like like him or something to level like that. the playing field like, yeah I'm sorry but like Hudson cares too much about Joey's life I, I'm sorry yeah, I agree. this is crossing a line oh, yeah. like this is so disgusting like this is i cannot believe this is on my tv i fucking hate this guy like how is it possible i can hate someone more than wilder like (laughs) oh my god like i don't know and like i understand that joey wants this and i want that for her i want her to be at worthington but on the other hand like i kind of i fall more in the eddie position where i'm like why the fuck do you want to learn from these pieces of shit you know what i mean like i don't know like i i I, it's hard i'm sorry (laughs) no totally and then eddie punches him and like you know, yeah, and I, I don't like violence, but I kind of was like, oh, I mean, that did feel good to see. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, and you know, Joey kind of like goes to help Hudson for a second, and Eddie like Eddie's like, I gotta get out of here, whatever. And yeah. like, we we kind of go to commercial and come back to like a little later in this scene where Eddie's like coming out of the restaurant. And, yeah, and Joey's sitting on his car. Yeah, and he's like, I got fired. He's like, but Hudson agreed not to sue, so I guess we're okay. <laughs> And oh my god <laughs> then they have this like actually nice makeup scene like i'm just sorry we just need to talk about how servers are treated like this oh, yeah. white man came in and harassed <laughs> a female server and then his when like it erupts in violence which i understand isn't necessarily like the right move he's like oh don't worry i'm not gonna sue like so he's a litigious <laughs> piece of shit as well yeah. like i mean this is like a donald trump like yeah. fuck this yeah 
totally. But also, a hundred percent, this tracks. Um, for Hudson, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's just like, oh my god, yeah. So when they're outside on the car, we get this very nice scene where, like, you know, Joey apologizes, and Eddie's like, yeah. "I get it. Like, I, it's you don't have to apologize. Like, I'm sorry, I called you melodramatic." And she's like, you know, look, I asked. And like, I think this is also why we like Eddie, because we get these type of relationship beats, you know, where it's like, look, I was spinning out of control. I blamed you and I'm sorry. And he's like, and I was responding to you spinning and I said some things I shouldn't have. And I'm very sorry about that. Right. You know, right. Which is not something we got with her and Dawson ever. And like, yeah, and also just like, or with anyone, like, I don't know, yeah, like, even with, I was gonna say, so, even with Pacey, a lot of the times, like, yeah, like, I yeah. feel like we that's kind of why we were like on board with the Pacey and Audrey because, like, you got those moments, so you're like, okay, I can follow along with this, like, yeah, you know, young love. People have a misunderstanding and then have to like get through it, like, isn't that what, like, yeah, a relationship? Yeah. I mean, that's like a huge part of relationships, even as an adult. Um, <laughs> yeah, not even romantic ones. Like, I know on. all relationships. Exactly. So she's like, you know, like, I, I really like you. Like we make sense. And like, if I hadn't overslept, like I would have never seen this side with of you. And he's like, mm-hmm. are you okay? Like with like your pathless traveling? And she's like, yeah, like, I'm okay. Like, I think it's going to be okay. And he, she, she kind of tells him he's got a great right hook and then she calls him slugger slugger. Yeah. yeah and he kisses her and she's like, it was because I kind of liked you calling me slugger. And like, mm-hmm. he's like, let's like take our mind off of all this. And then he's like, <laughs> not like, get your mind out of the gutter, I which I was like, I'll take a moment of slutty Joey. Like we don't get enough of it, <laughs> yeah. but like, you know, she's one of my more favorite Joey. Right. When she's yeah. Cause he's like, let's get your mind off of this. And she was like, Oh shit. Really? And he's like, not that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we go back to Dawson who's like in the hotel and he sees Max and Natasha say goodbye but like it's a hug and a cheek kiss unlike what the guy or the person who wrote this description at the beginning of the episode says it's like not a kiss kiss um yeah like i mean yeah maybe they fucked but like i didn't take it that no. way but like i'm not saying she didn't fuck him, right you know what i mean right and he's all mad faced dawson and yeah he like hides yeah it's so funny <laughs> and like he goes to his room and then natasha knocks on the door like really soon after and he's like oh she's like oh i missed you and <laughs> she's like he- it's so weird it's just like i don't know what we're supposed to think so i'm kind of like i don't know i'm not following what's happening you right. know because like what does dawson care what does he think like i i mean honestly like i like he, I know he erupts in anger. So I appreciate that he's taking a beat instead of being like, what were you doing? Like, blah, 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 which yeah. is like the Dawson we would know. And like, I don't know if he actually has it into him to like say that softly, but on the other hand, like, I don't know, at this point, you kind of do have to like talk to someone about this of like, I don't know if I want to fuck you. If you just fuck someone else, like, I don't know. Like, I just need, I don't know if I'm there in my life and we didn't talk about that. And like, I don't, I don't know if I'm cool with that. You know, like if you can find a way to make a safe space to talk about those things, I mean, that's part of Dawson's journey of finding that safe space. However, like you do need to talk about these things. Like he's in the right to be like, I don't know if I want to fuck you if you're fucking other people. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. I agree with you a hundred percent on that front. I think my thing is more like, you know, he, he, she lies to him. Like she, he's like, Oh, yeah, what did yeah, you yeah. guys do tonight? And 
she's like, oh, it was boring. We had a drink. And then like, we watched TV and, or like I watched TV in my room and like, she kind of starts kissing him and was like, but I miss you. Like, you know, let's fuck now. Yeah, and it's so weird because like, I don't know, like I know, da- like I appreciate Dawson because he like maybe doesn't think he could say these things nice. He knows he'll like lean into anger. But on the other hand, like he, he, we all, he saw her. So we know yeah, she's lying. Right. And so I don't know what I'm supposed to feel about Natasha. Like I kind of don't feel any differently about Natasha because like Natasha wasn't a serious girlfriend. Like they were just having fun. So I'm like, okay, like that seems fine. Everything seems fine. But Dawson some, for some reason is pissed now. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. Like, again, like, I think he's like, he's well, he's in the right, or he's allowed to feel pissed that like she's fucking someone else and he didn't know you know yeah. obviously it's hard to have heard him feel that if that's the case to then you know circle back to season two or episode two of this season where he's like she was nothing why do you care about right. me fucking someone else you know yeah. like you know so him trying to grapple with that I just know he's not like grappling with that you know he's grappling with whether or not he puts possesses Natasha and it's like yeah it's so bizarre like what are we supposed to take away from this other than like like Dawson could be like in the normal like adult like or young adult like figuring things out I get it whatever but instead I'm still walking away being like he's an asshole yeah I don't know it's so weird <laughs> totally totally um and then we go to Pacey and Emma's apartment and they're sitting on the couch because yeah, they end up like kissing like it's alluded that they fuck right yeah like Natasha like you know Natasha's like don't don't leave me out in the cold and like they like make out with a purpose yeah yeah and it's like I don't know like I mean again like I I'm fine with people being slutty but I I'm just like it's a hard sell for me when Dawson's like slut shamed so many people, you know, to like have him be slutty. Yeah. Like, I guess like we're supposed to think he's being punished for being slutty because like Natasha's being slutty too. And I'm just like, Nope, don't buy that. Well, I don't even know. Like is, I mean, I, it didn't even cross my mind that Dawson was being slutty. Like, well, I mean, he's just like fucking someone that he doesn't really like. Yeah. He doesn't care I, I hear you know that. I, mean? yeah, like, I guess <laughs> I'm like, I, oh yeah, I guess that's what that, sh- this show thinks is slutty. I'm like, that seems yeah. just like regular. I know. It's like, whatever. <laughs> anyway. So then we go to Pacey's apartment. Emma's sitting on the couch and is like, yeah, like I fucking left because fuck that shit. And like, Pacey's like, yeah, but you didn't tell me <laughs> like, yeah. And he's like, you know, he tells her Rich is a moron and she's like, did I win? And then like, he's like, oh, and he fuck. plays dumb. Yeah, yeah. He was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, what is going on? Like, this is so weird. That's very on Pacey. Yeah. Because he, he's like, oh, so you heard about it. And he he apologizes. He does apologize immediately. He screwed up. He apologizes. And he's like, you know, he's like, and he kind of is like, look, I did something that I didn't really want to do. And she says to him, like, you always have a choice. And then he says this line, he's like, yeah, but I don't always feel that way in this office, you know? And it's like this really complicated feeling where you totally understand and feel that for him, Totally, you know? And totally. And like um, that complicated, like, and so like that, those kind of complicated portrayals, like I really like, but it's just like, why rich? Same. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't necessarily mind Pacey being in this situation. I just like the way it's being done is, um, and like Emma does ask, like, you yeah. know, are you, did you take me there to humiliate me? And she's like, no, I thought you'd win. Like you were like the most beautiful woman there by a long <laughs> shot. And like, 
Then I had totally forgotten this happens. And it could have just ended <laughs> yeah, there. I totally forgot. It, like I just like I blanked out that this happened at all. They and just I start screamed. making out. I screamed. I was oh, like, oh okay. my God, what? <laughs> really? I did. I forgot. <laughs> and like I, and then Jack oh, walks wow. in. Okay. And then Jack walks in and they like like fucking like two magnets spread apart. Break yeah and like you know thank god jack walks in and he's got like a burrito or something and like he's like what's up also someone pointed out on twitter and i agree like Kerr Smith with food acting is like always a a plus yeah. <laughs> this is no different christmas is so funny he's only like he's my favorite part of this whole episode because this episode's trash i, know. I don't know there there are some the joey eddie like do, yeah like, the softness um, a couple of, yeah 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 but like he just walks in and like sits between them he's like, and what's, he's up, like, guys? what's up y'all <laughs> what's up um where's the remote and it's like it's so fucking funny and like a real respite from like the idea that like <laughs> oh god we're gonna do a a Pacey Emma like romance situation like no right. come on I had forgotten that they kissed I, I was like what oh my god why <sighs> anyway god, yeah yeah so then the final scene is that Joey and Eddie are at some place that Joey doesn't know and it turns out it's an ice mm-hmm. rink and they yeah it's like a giant <laughs> ice rink it might be like whoever the NF NHL team is it's really big yeah it is big but they like they allude to like that Eddie's dad got them in you know like he he like Mm -hmm. works there sometimes maybe and like I don't know she thanks him for like taking her mind off things and they kiss and they skate and it's like it's sweet it's I mean they're sweet at the end of this cute Yeah. yeah like I definitely agree and like you know I I'm fine with Joey this episode, which is good. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And like, I get why she was mad. Like I, I, yeah. you know, I, I understand why she's mad and like, I know everyone lashes out like on the other, you know, so I'm like, well, so this is kind of on you. Like, yeah. you know, so, and since we, at the end, we kind of get that like reckoning and like reckoning recognition about that. Like it's good. Cause it feels like this forward growth. And while like they are in a lot of ways different, they are in a lot of ways the same. So like there is yeah. a benefit to that. And, you know, her kind of spinning out of control, like, you know, him pointing out, well, you went from like, you're gonna lose your scholarship to like, your dreams are done, you yeah. know, is something that she does need to work on, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was like a helpful way for her to work on it by him pointing it out in that way, you know, yeah. but it is something that she should work on. So you kind of see how maybe they might make each other better or like totally. at least be like complimentary. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked, I think their stuff was probably my favorite. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, I miss Jen like, desperately. I miss Audrey and Jack. Really, same, same. You know, yeah. And I mean, like, I think Natasha's wild and <laughs> crazy. And so, like, what I, I like, Natasha, I'm here for Natasha and Dawson. I just like this is so stupid. But I don't. But care. also, like, like, I, I mean, that's yeah. But I like having to see Dawson deal with like being jealous of her and not being able to ma- emotionally manipulate her, because mm-hmm. I feel like everyone he's been jealous of before then he can emotionally manipulate and like he can't do that now and yeah. i'm like here for that i know i think that's why i like <laughs> natasha so yeah. much because it just like you know she's like whatever the man power is so different yeah, yeah. like you know yeah. it's so interesting yeah um i mean i fucking hate todd and it's hard to say like who like who's the worst todd rich or hetson i mean they're, they're all, all just terrible. like absolute pieces of shit you know yeah yeah. And why do we have to constantly like have our characters like with these people? 
yeah, like I get that it's supposed to be a drama, but at the same time, there's a drama and also having good mentorship, you know, I mean, you can have drama without everything being like this, like fucking like fight all the time. Yeah, because like this is like there's no nuance to a rich. There's no new to me. There's no nuance to even a Todd, you know, like I don't even in the nuance of Hudson of being right about I'm not giving you a second chance. He's such an absolute piece of shit or like around everything else that like that doesn't even argument, in my opinion, doesn't hold true. I don't think I bet you he would give someone else a second chance, but he's purposely fucking with Joey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I don't actually buy that that small moment of integrity from him and therefore don't buy this whole like argument that he's making. Um, right. So it's like, it's just like trash, trash, trash. Like, oh, can we be done here? <laughs> I mean, I wish we're not done with Hudson. Yeah. I don't think we're done with any of these douches. We're not done with any of them, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <sighs> okay. Anyway. So who are you rooting for? Joey and Eddie. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. That burrito that Jack had was looking great. So go have fun with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we have it. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I'm kind of not rooting for it. Totally. You know, I, I, I I, I did have that moment of like, oh, this is why we liked Eddie, um, as I said. And, yeah, you know, I do like them in this episode quite a lot where I'm like, mm-hmm. this is very good. And I wish this had been how it was the whole time. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. And I think when you compare it to like a Charlie or, you know, those other like one offs, yeah. you know, from last season that interacted with Joey, like this is something real and something you can get behind yeah. and like whatever. And, and even just in this episode, like really Pacey and Emma, like, Oh my God, so this stupid. is so stupid. And like, you know, like the Dawson and Natasha, I like it for the journey and the storytelling, yeah. but like, you're not, no one's walking away being like, wow, that is a true love. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I'm just sorry. Like this is not going to happen. And like, and that's fine. Like I, that's fine. But like, totally. Um, you know, so you still like, you know, for the way Dawson's Creek treats relationships, at least you're like getting a little of the juicy, like yeah, romance part with Joey and Eddie. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, okay. For our listener corner, this is from Tara mm. going back and revisiting early episodes while watching season six at the same time. I can't get over how much Joey changes between 15 years old and 20 changes are natural, but I've always found that those fundamentals of who a person is tend to say the same, or at least they have with me and my friends. The ones who were early to school never missed a deadline and were reliable still are always on time and reliable to this day. Friends who tended to be late to class and always hurrying and forgetful still are, and I love them for it. I find it bizarre that high school Joey was on time to every class, aced almost every assignment, and rolled her eyes at those like Pacey who skipped classes or missed tests. No relationship, drama, or trouble at home seemed to sway her commitment to schoolwork. Yet here we are in season six, and Joey has been late to every class, unprepared, (laughs) and even slept through exams. She also become became 
She's also become the kind of person who would drive an hour to a concert, but forget to bring the tickets. I feel like this is reflective of a trend that started in the early 2000s, where the quote, cool girl was one who was a bit messy and quirky and ran by her own time. Whereas in the 90s, the smart tomboy was more the heavily represented. I feel the writers were are constantly trying to make Joey what they think the desirable quote cool girl is what do you two think is the show trying too hard to make joey desirable and cool that's interesting i like that angle um i think that's an interesting angle because like i mean when you were talking like the first like protagonist that jumped into my mind was like bella swan from twilight where it's like she's a klutz Mm -hmm. you know that's her thing. She's a klutz mm-hmm. and like, she's, you know, weird and reads and like, you know, that's a joke by the way. Um, and like, you know, yeah. she, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and like, you know, there, but like, you know, one person sees her true and who she is and like, blah, 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 blah. And I think that like, there's a way in which Joey kind of is that person as well. Right. Where like, right. She's a nerd. Um, I mean, like Joey's a nerd and I, and like, actually everyone on this show starts out as a nerd. I mean, with the exception of maybe Jenny. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, is a fucking nerd when they get there. And then like, you realize like, oh, they're so great actually, but like they're nerdy. They have nerdy likes and you know, that's not a diss. And so I think like, there's a part of me that thinks like, if we had gotten a storyline that was like a little bit more about like how hard it is to run one's own life and and you know things like that can slip sometimes in college like you know mm-hmm. when you're learning how to like manage your time that like sometimes you become the person who's late sometimes you know like if we were getting a little bit more of that storyline i would be okay with it but like we're not so yeah it seems insane or not insane. It seems. It yeah, seems no, I agree. It, 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 yeah. Like even at the beginning of this season, I was like, why is Joey always late to this class? Yeah. Like, I don't understand yeah. what is happening yeah. here. That like, doesn't feel believable. What like the first class, of course, like I can buy that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't know where it is or yeah. whatever. You haven't planned your route, you know, yeah. I can buy it. But like, literally she's late. Like every time we see her go to Henson's class and I'm like, I just don't buy that. I, I don't get it. And like, she like we were unclear if she had read the book that she was giving a report on. And I'm like, I just don't buy that either. Like, you know, and the thing is like, I say, we say it all the time. Like I could buy it if we had a friend moment where we like understand why that's happening, you know, or like in the dorm, we find out that like Audrey unplugged Joey's alarm clock so that she could like plug in her, you know, CD player. Like I could buy it. Like those kind of things, like grappling with like, you know, maintaining like who Joey is while having to like live with Audrey, live in the dorm. Like, you know, like, I don't know, like we know Joey's such a self-starter. It's not like her mom woke her up every day or like, you know, like a lot of her tendencies come from like took, you know, came from her parents helping her out and she had to grapple with like, oh wait, now I have to wake myself up or something like that. We, we, we know she's a self-starter. So like, it's, it's weird to watch. Um, yeah. And like, you know, in this episode, like, I just like, it, you can't 
you can only really take away that the show's like, we got to punish her for fucking, you know? Yeah. Um, it just doesn't make any sense to be honest. And like, even like from my standpoint as someone who isn't on time, like ever, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like, you know, wasn't like really driven in, in school, like a 9am exam. Like, I don't know, like, that's what I was like having very stressed out. Yeah, for her, yeah. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me what she's doing, right. you know? And like, I'm the complete polar opposite of her. Yeah. So, um, like, I don't know, like I, even I wouldn't behave like that. Right. So someone like her would, you know what I mean? It's hard to buy that someone like her would, um, yeah. yeah and maybe that is what they're doing where it's like, oh, she's so, she does things her own way, but like, they're also not because she's still like super like controlling and old Joey. So I don't know. Well, right. And like, that's the thing, right. Is that they're not actually telling a story about it. It's just like a thing that starts to happen. So that, that no one buys is so fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree with you. Yeah. So wild. Yeah. And interestingly, like, even if maybe that is what the writers are doing of trying to make Joey, whatever, like the contemporary, like quote, cool girl is like, interestingly, they fail so royally because like, for the most part, like Joe, like, you know, season five and six, Joey, people have a hard time like swallowing, you know, yeah. so fascinating. Yeah. I agree. Okay, so for our art and artists, this is from Dagny. Okay. For for at least the past five years, I have had a really difficulty. I've had a real difficulty consuming media without knowing the political affiliations of the person or persons responsible for said media. I think this is because Trump was elected when I was very young, so I never existed in a time when Republicans were quote good people. <laughs> I suppose. Nor have I. I suppose. <laughs> not true. I suppose there exists a space in which not all Republicans are quote bad people, but I have not experienced that. And I am low key triggered when someone self identifies as a Republican. I don't interact with people that support Trump or associates of the Republican party basically ever, which definitely influences my perception of celebrities and influencers. I think that celebrities and influencers that do not use their voice to advocate for oppressed and underrepresented groups are quite frankly fucked up. Um, snaps to that. Uh, how do you think, how do you navigate consuming media that is made by people that either do not speak up about their political views or that support racist, sexist, and bigot, bigoted politicians. I think that there is more complexity in this topic. If you look at the chicks and how they broke their political silence and lost some of their following. This is kind of similar to what Aru was talking about a few weeks ago with like um, supporting like Modi and like the, you know, Hindu government or um, Indian government, Hindu fascism. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's rough. I, I think in regards to the fact that now, you know, a lot of celebrities like have platforms that they used to not have. So like, I, you know, a lot of times 20, 30 years ago, it was like, you didn't necessarily know what people's political affiliations were unless they like outright started talking about them. Um, you know, and mm-hmm. now it's like people are on social media all the time and like celebrities are on social media all the time. So like, you know, they have, there's a lot more of a co- dialogue and a conversation happening. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, do I think 
if you have a platform, you should speak out like, yes, absolutely. Do I think Chris Pratt is the worst Chris? Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> for that, for that reason, <laughs> you know, but like, it's, it's hard because like, um, I mean, I, I try not to consume media. I mean, particularly media being made now, you know what I mean? I think the, I think the conversation about past media is like a, a little bit more complicated. Um, but like, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I'm not going to go see a Clint Eastwood movie, you know, like I think Clint Eastwood's a piece of shit. So, and I don't think his movies are very good. So, you know, I'm not going to go see it. Um, I think, you know, and like, you know, Chris Pratt has like said really homophobic shit and like goes to an extremely homophobic church. So like, I don't need to watch Jurassic World or whatever the fuck is coming out just because Chris Pratt is in it. Like, no thanks. I'm good. You also cast Bryce Dallas Howard in that movie, who's I'm sure fine politically but sucks as an actor yeah this is gonna be gonna be a no for me (laughs) yeah exactly so for me it's it's easier you know with kind of new stuff newer stuff because like i'm not attached to any of it um it's the older stuff that is harder that i already have an attachment to if that makes sense Mm. yeah right because you're like finding new things out about you know, creators and filmmakers and whatever showrunners and the actors in them and everything. And then being like, how do I feel about that now? Um, I mean, I, it's hard because like, obviously we're in a completely polarized time and I just like, you feel conflicted because like, I don't know how that's good for us to be totally polarized. Like, you know, (laughs) however, like, I don't know where the space is to compromise because it's like, no, I'm not going to compromise on like eliminating the humanity of trans people and gay people (laughs) and people of color. Like I just, no, that's a hard no for me. And that's like that, no, hard pass. (laughs) Um, you know, it's like, I think that the conversations more were about fiscal policy, which still like broached and oppressing people. But at the same time, you're like, well, okay, like there is more room to talk about different things in that way. But when talking about like the outright oppression of like, you know, groups of people, I mean, Reagan, Reagan played a good part in that. I mean, he basically committed a genocide. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not defending Reagan, but Reagan's the only person who paid reparations, you know? So like, I'm not defending him, but I'm just saying that like, you know, there were strict gun control laws yeah. in California and like Reagan's still a piece of shit, but like, you know, there it's just like, I mean, like, honestly, I'm sorry, but Democrats are fucking shitty yeah. too. I mean, Obama, you know, had more roundups from ICE than any right. other president. So like, I know more people personally that were departed, deported under Obama than any right. other president. So, you know, like, I just don't think that like everyone's a good person, <laughs> you know, I mean, so, uh, and we have such regressive policies here, you know, in the world, but in the U S um, so there's really complicatedness to it, but like, uh, it is hard to see people that are like, you know, as we've entered this social media age and these, like you're saying, when we were kids, there wasn't these platforms, there wasn't a real connection to someone's personal life and their, what, in the ways in which like we knew about them, um, and like with their, you know, political affiliations and stuff like that. I mean, fuck it right now. Gwyneth Paltrow's literally advocating vocally for a Donald Trump 
like mayor of LA, yeah. like legit fuck you, Absolutely. Paltrow, like 100%. Rocks, you know, I mean, I've never had a real opinion on Gwyneth Paltrow, but currently she's absolute <laughs> yeah. trash to me, you know? So, uh, <laughs> like whatever, um, you know, so on the other hand, as we're getting to know more about actors and people and creators and, and power, it does become really difficult to know where to align. Well, and, and I, th- um, I think it's like, you know. I don't know if you remember a few years ago, like Ellen DeGeneres was like hanging out with George W. Bush and, people were like, people were yeah, like pissed. Yeah, totally. And then it was like, there was like, you know, the internet rounds went something like yeah. everyone was pissed off. Then there was the wave of people, like they're rich people. They hang out with each other. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. I was shocked by this. And then there was like the third round of like, yeah, but you know, like he tried to constitutionally like he tried to put a constitutional amendment through that would like make her marriage not legal and you're like yeah ellen degeneres seems like a piece of shit (laughs) also but like you know what i mean it's one of those things where it's like (laughs) yeah i i have a hard time with celebrity culture because like all i'm gonna just like newsflash all celebrities fucking suck every single one of them they're terrible like, like <laughs> mm-hmm. with few exceptions, but they're, you know, like they live in a world that is unlike any world that like you or I live in. It's just different. And they have a mm-hmm. fuck ton of money and like, you know, a lot of them choose to say that they don't want to be taxed, you know? And so like they vote for, so a lot of them don't want to be taxed. So they vote Republican and, you know, they don't care, even though they work with lots of queer people and lots of people of color. And, you know, I, I, I mean, the, the solution to this problem is not going to be, you're going to have to boycott everything if we're going to really get down to the nitty gritty. The solution is, and I think the thing that I, the, the like aim is always, how do we, how do we start to make the situation better? You know, how do we, and, and I don't know the answer, but, but, you know, you know, like I said, polariz- polarization isn't really getting us anywhere. However, we're like in stuck between a rock and a hard place, you know? And I just, you know, like as we're in this really difficult cultural time and moment, you right. know, like maybe there is like a whole full st- stop yeah. of consuming everything and a reimagining it. You know, like I think that we saw during the pandemic how literally you could just say everything's closed <laughs> and like <laughs> we're going to pause, you know, and like kind yeah. of do that, which is like, I don't know, one of the fucking most insane things I still like can't really wrap my head around. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's super complicated to imagine. Uh, but at the same time, like, you know, as we were all coming out, like, I don't know, in this different kind of mindset after an existential crisis, like, well, what are we putting in our bodies? What are we consuming and where do we draw the line? Um, and I know that it's, it is super hard. I mean, I, you know, I, as someone who had, had a lot of Republicans in my family, I, Mm. I, you know, think that there is room to be principled. And, you know, if you want to talk about fiscal policy, like I see both sides for sure. Um, you know, uh, but like, you know, when we're talking about other things, it's like, well, you know, which is why obviously a lot of my family members, Mm -hmm. like I'll never forget my aunt grabbing my arm and being like, you know, after Trump was elected, I changed my political party. And I was like, Oh my God, what? Like, 
like I thought she was going to say Republican and she, I was like, to what? And she's like, Democrat. Like you could tell she had like a shame about it. And I was like, you're literally a Pacific <laughs> Islander. Like, this is so fascinating to me. I had no idea, you know? Uh, wow. Like, yeah. Grew up under Japanese occupation of a Pacific <laughs> Island. Like, oh my. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's so interesting to know but it you know it's like it was a different world in a different time and yeah we're in the middle in the U.S. and in the West I kind of think of a, a shifting of what you know we want in in our from our government and the ways in which we're going to allow that to be I mean you know we're seeing the West totally like freak out and not know what to do as like we're up mm-hmm. you know coming head to head against like real dictators and their ambitions um you know with ukraine and everything uh so and like you know that situation's not ending anytime mm-hmm. soon so um yeah we're in a moment right now to yeah you know it's a very tough tough time but specific to trump it's like it, it, I, I understand it where it's like yeah. i don't know that it, i i only see bigotry there like i don't know like um so yeah 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 and so I get like not Mm -hmm. going and seeing a movie or a tv show with someone who loves him like I think that's totally valid it's just like you know Mm -hmm. the systemic change is more than just Trump um you know it's more than it's all of it you know and so I guess my thing is like I, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you sort of be in conversation with media? Um, And it's hard to be as a person who consumes it. The way you're in conversation with it is you either watch it or you don't. So, you know, or you consume it or you don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's hard. You know, I don't, I don't think it's an easy like thing. And I think, I don't know. My thing is always like, do what feels right. Um, and that might mean that you don't have a whole lot to watch. Yeah. And um, I just think you have to be generous so. with yourself and reserve the right to change your opinion at any time, you know? Um, yeah. you know, when you yeah. get new information, yeah. you're always allowed to reassess like your, your, you know, your beliefs and, you know, funnel them through your, your moral compass. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're slogging through season six. <laughs> <laughs> totally totally like this episode's trash nothing specifically is terrible about it I mean Hudson's like a total monster but like literally every time he's on the screen he is you know um yeah but it's just like oh my god I could have really done without this episode yeah I mean I like the joke like I said I like the Joey and Eddie stuff but everything right. else was garbage yeah, yeah. totally yeah I mean I like it too but I'm just like couldn't we have had like some other point that cause this friction you know i don't know the like sure yeah. joey losing her like potentially going to school because hudson's a piece of shit it's like god geez <laughs> like, oh yeah um, no totally anyway we're so happy you're here with us making space um we hope you're staying safe i hope you're registered to vote if you're in the u.s you know midterms are coming up mm-hmm. primaries may have happened where you are but they're coming up in other places mm-hmm um what a time to be alive gosh you know but we we got a, a sl- small victory with the supreme court so that yeah was, that was exciting yeah um yeah so you know 
it's, it's a wild one, but we're doing it. Doing it. <laughs> Black lives matter. Mm-hmm. Defund the police. Yep. Stop Asian hate. Mm-hmm. Honor our treaties. Water is life. Yep. Um, we stand with all movements that protect the rights of the working class. I mean, amazing what's happening in you know Amazon, and we've had some real yeah. cool um, organization and like cool actually organization tactics too. That is yeah. that's kind of exciting yeah. to see. Hopefully, we can keep that going. So we stand with every person who supports the rights of the working class. Police unions are not true unions; they actually work against the working class. Um, you know, trans rights are human rights. Um, mm-hmm. Love is love. Yep. Abortion is health care. Um, Medicare for all. Cancel student debt. I mean, <sighs> Joe Biden keeps kicking the can down the road. Yeah. Just so cancel it, bro. Just fucking cancel yeah. it. You've already canceled some. Just do it. Like, yeah. come on. Um, geez. Um, just because it's called housing appreciation doesn't mean it's not inflation. So it's pretty bullshit to be concerned about inflation. That's like 8% when housing inflation is like at 500. So (laughs) come on. (laughs) Housing is a human, right? Mm. Um, yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's critique. You can email us Dawson's critique at gmail.com. We want to shout out our boy Kilia for making a theme song. You can find him on Instagram at go freaking crazy. You can follow my finsta at Aaron.hensley for Capitalism Corner. We have merch. I'm gonna put some tank tops up there. Someone yeah. was like, it's still winter. I'm like, <laughs> not in it, LA. It's literally 95 in LA right now. <laughs> uh, it's gonna it's only right now. Like yeah. it's a little heat wave, but like, oh god. Yeah. Um uh, bit.ly slash Dawson's critique. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Dawson's critique. And as always, you can order our book. I remember everything life lessons from Dawson's Creek available wherever you get your books. And we're going to shout out the bookstore that I'm literally looking at from my hotel window right now, which is called Brightside books in Flagstaff, Arizona. Um, they cool. can, yeah, you can order copies of our book from them. If you're in Flagstaff, you should pop in and say, hi, they're a great bookstore. Um, please like us, subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to those of you who have done that already. That really helps us immensely when you do. Uh, you can find me online at Pesty1079 on Twitter and Instagram. As always, we'd like to thank you for being here with us. We hope you have a great week. Take care of yourselves and we'll see you next time.